0: What is a monetized mindset? How does it impact your financial security? How does that help you deal with what happens when what happens, happens? Welcome your host, Bart Merrill. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Monetize Your Mindset podcast. This is where we talk about what do you like to do? What do you need to do? What are you already doing? Can you monetize it? We talk about we talk about creating financial security by monetizing what you already know. Today with us we have Wesley Anderson from Houston, Texas. I met Wesley a few years ago in a network marketing company called Agile. Well, that's where I I saw him. We didn't actually hook up until later on we hooked up over. We both have dogs and we both love dogs and and that's kind of where we, we made the connection through Facebook. And me and him have been friends for a few years now, and we just, we just connected because of our love for dogs. And Wesley has an interesting story, and so I thought I would have him on the Monetize Your Mindset podcast. Welcome, Wesley Anderson. Thanks, Bart. It's great to be here, my friend. Well, thanks for coming on and taking the time to do this. Um, Wesley, so we're, we're talking about monetizing your mindset. First of all, we want to get an an idea of where, how you started out. We met in a network marketing company. What were you doing before that? Tell me a little bit about you and where you were at.
1: You know, I've I've done a little bit of everything. Um, And and, and I was kind of, you know, I was young and searching for what I was going to do with life. I wasn't very uh, book savvy or very smart that way, but I did get my college education. And then, immediately went back into manual labor, because I've never been, um, I've always been able to work hard, regardless of what it was. And I don't, I'm not afraid of hard work. Um, But in the meantime, I was kind of, you know, I waited tables, uh, I drove a delivery truck, I worked in a bagel bakery, I've always done landscape work. Um, But right before you and I met, I was actually, uh, had finally gotten my foot in the door, and I was working as a paralegal in DC. Um, And it was, it was an interesting thing to work in that corporate world. Uh, but ultimately, the hours and and I was around a lot of attorneys and and I respect anybody at work so um, I won't dog any profession, but there are certain ones that I choose not to be involved in um, and these attorneys would work eighty ninety a hundred hours a week for someone else and and i and I just didn't see myself as a paralegal wanting to do that forever um, and so I thought the answer was to go back to school and again, I respect anybody that goes to school education's great um, there's different types of education but um, I didn't know about personal development education just yet. So I went back to school, um, actually made it into to, to, to GW grad school and started there. Uh, hated every second of it because I was a terrible student, had to work incredibly hard. And there were all these kids there that were really smart and loved it. And I didn't. Uh, fortunately, um, I'm an avid softball player and a friend of mine that was, I didn't know him as a prosperity speaker, um, who, you know, Randy Gage. Um, was big in network marketing, and that's where he introduced me to, to the, my first company, which was I'm not I won't say the name. My um, first company where I met you, and and kind of opened my eyes to not just network marketing, but to entrepreneurship and personal development. And uh, and it's been a wild ride ever since.
0: Now you you did really well in that company. You were you were making a lot of money. Mm. And and sometimes you know I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. His name was Keith Crossley. He owns restaurants, a couple of restaurants here locally. He has seven, seven locations right now. And he was talking about his transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. He, he went a little different way than the network marketing route, but he, he said one thing. He said, when you're, when you're choosing your first deal, it has to be something you can handle, and he was meaning financially and and mentally and and a lot of times for people who number one don't have a lot of money network the network marketing route is a good start because it doesn't take a lot of capital to get started to start one of his stores, you know he's talking probably upwards of a couple hundred thousand dollars right and that's, some, that's hard for people to come up with. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the network marketing gave you the capital to get into other areas. Absolutely. And I mean, and it is, I'm an advocate
1: for network marketing, um, but I'm also not one to tell you that that's the only thing out there. Because like you said, I it created so many different avenues to where now I can build other entrepreneurial businesses that I love. And, and, but, but I wasn't, wouldn't have been able to get started in those in terms of there's no small the investment so small. And then the room for growth, and, and that is the biggest thing. The personal development is why I'm an entrepreneur today, right. um, and, you know, and, that, and I would not have found that. No, not everybody has to find that through network marketing, but for me, I definitely would not have found it. And, and so I had a great run, you know, I followed mentorship, but really like I had a little stagnation at the beginning. And one of my mentors said, that's because you need to start doing personal development. And I really dove into that, and then I worked really hard. You know, there's no such thing as getting rich overnight, and all of that. You have to work hard, um, but it and, and had some great success. But it really did allow me the growth to when I wanted to start uh, messing around in other fields, in other le- levels of entrepreneurship. I had already seen, you know, I had had some hardship in business, and and learned about the ups and downs and roller coasters of being a an entrepreneur. And, and, I, and I found this very fascinating. I have still a lot of friends that I'm no longer with that company that joined me and we worked together in years. And then some of them still don't touch network marketing, but we had a fun run, had a great job. And I was talking to one the other day, just random, this guy's an attorney. And he goes, you know, I learned so much from that company on how to build a business that I, would, I was able to start my own law firm. And he was like, I attribute most of that to what I learned in network marketing, even though I'm not doing it anymore. So, um, so, just the personal growth and
0: development. Yeah, I attribute a, a lot of my success just to that. So, since we're on the growth and development side, I usually ask this question later. Mm-hmm. But what one or two, maybe three, books that you? What do you attribute to your to your growth? What one stand out that maybe you you quote from the most, or you you share the most? What is you know what would that be? You know, um, for me, for me, it's probably Gary V's crush it. Gary Vaynerchuk's crush it. book. that's, that's probably one of the books that just really resonated with me. What, what is it for you? Um, you put me on the spot. So of course now I can't
1: think of the name of any book right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should have thrown me a, a, like a warning on that. before, because I definitely have my go-tos. Um, my my favorite book, and it's um, the my favorite book that I use all the time, and I can't believe it, but it's the uh, the compound effect. Sorry, that's the uh, that is my favorite entrepreneurship book of all time, and um, and I use that in anybody that's starting, in that, whether it's network marketing or any form of net entrepreneurship or any form of growth in their life, even like if you want to go lose a bunch of weight. Um, to me, it is, and it's Brendan Bouchard, Is that compound effect? or Darren Hardy, one of the two. Um, They're both great authors, by the way. So, um, and and so to me, it is the most wonderful book that I've ever read, even though I've read a ton of them, because it shows real life application. It's not um, philosophical, it's not motivational. It shows literally how step by step, all right, how to succeed and how it's the tiny, tiny habits every single day, and that you really don't see yourself Until you look back a year from now and go, holy cow, look at the growth. Look how much I've grown just by doing super tiny things every single day. That would be my number one. And my favorite book that I've read in the last five years is called Atomic Habits. And I believe that's by James Clear. Um, And that's come out in the last year. It is incredible. And it talks about, um, I cannot recommend that book enough. And and so if, if you're looking to change any habits in your life, uh, it just talks about how literally you know the, the smallest of little habits are, are what allows you to the littlest things so it's kind of, kind of got a similarity to the compound effects um but it cites the scientific side of everything um so those those two books i would highly recommend for everybody the atomic habits is, will blow your mind how good of a book it is
0: wow two books that i haven't haven't listened to yet so cool. and i think i have two credits on audible so i better Atomic it's, Habits and Compound Effect.
1: And, and, you know, it's one of those things where I could list probably, now that my brain is going, I could list another 10 or 15 books that I like. Um, not all books are, are appeal to everybody in a certain way. Um, I guarantee, I've never had someone that I've recommended those books to um, that, that didn't go, wow, okay, that was really good. Even those that are the most super profitable um, entrepreneurs, they're just, the, the, those books are fantastic. You won't be sorry. Awesome.
0: All right. So, what are some of the things you're doing now, after the after the the big success you had at the company that we met at, or we've got well, um, at?
1: I went after the economy crashed. Um, I I thought I was bulletproof and I had made a lot of money, and I kind of crashed with the economy afterwards. Um, went into a big funk for a few years, and ultimately started to pull myself out and. You know, I found another network marketing company to make some money in, which was great. Like I said, I love that. But then ultimately, I realized that I didn't want all my eggs in one basket. I did want to start um, diversifying and learning different uh, you know, different, different things where I could make money. And that's where you know, and I'm, I'm going to give you the plug, whether you like it or not. That's why I love the book, your book, Monetize Your Mindset. Um, it's, it's really dives into, for me, I had to find the long way around it to realize that whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're doing, why not make some money with it? And and so you know those thoughts are are not rocket science, but they are for someone that just can't see that. And so for me, you know, reading your book, it was like, why on the earth am I not making money with my dogs? I love dogs. I I have a passion for them. At some point, um, you know, I want to run some shelters, have a big uh, farm shelter, uh, that kind of thing. So I'm one of those. People, not a big dog farm. Not, don't don't get me wrong. I don't I want people getting mad at me. It'll be a shit. I know the difference. <laughs> so it's not a puppy mill, that kind of thing. Um, but I love my dogs. They they've been with me through the ups and downs. And so I was like, what can I do? And at one point, I thought well, I'll start a multi level marketing company with dogs. And then I realized that's a lot of work that I don't want. So I did find one I could have fun with. Um, but also now a buddy of mine in the UK, um, we're actually. We're, we're, I don't want to talk about the the company, but we're, we've, we've done all of our research and we're working on some cool concepts and we have a neat company that we're creating. Um, and, and so I'm working on a dog company that will release in the next, you know, three to to nine months, which is really fun because as you know, when you're passionate about something, you don't mind like doing it at night. You don't mind having some fun with that. Um, when I was traveling, another fun thing that I was doing is when I was traveling two years ago, I love to travel the world. Um, I, I love learning different cultures, traveling is life to me. Unfortunately, on one of my trips, one of my puppies did pass away. Um, and I was not there for that. And that was really a hard time. And so I decided when I got back, I was like, well, I want to start traveling with the dogs a little bit more. And so I looked at, um, you know, at an RV and I'd realized that that's, People don't rent RVs because they're cheap. They rent them for the experience. And so I thought, hmm, you know, the entrepreneurship in me, the monetizer mindset in me goes, well, well, why not make money with that? I know how to work hard. I can learn this model. It's just like an Airbnb model if I can study this a little bit. So I went ahead and bought an RV, and now that's another uh, stream of income for me. I, I had to learn it, but I love it. So when I don't rent it out, I can take my dogs to go play softball at a tournament, um, otherwise I, you know, and I like a little old fashioned hard work. I don't mind cleaning it and repairing it, um, and then renting it out. So I may actually buy another one or two of those. Um, and we may expand that. So that's another business. Um, from that, I, I realized that at some point I want to retire down in Mexico. Probably. I love Puerto Verta. Um, and so started talking with a few friends and business partners that I've interacted with. And, uh, I think I'm going to, we're looking at properties, a boutique hotel out in Palm Springs. And, uh, because I know that I could run the marketing and obviously it's all hard work. Um, so that would be another stream of income. And, and so, yeah, there, my mind is racing and racing and it's always fun and there's always room if, if you, if you prioritize it and you're smart about it. And so I could ramble on and on.
0: So yeah, I've got a lot of like cool things going on right now. Awesome. Awesome. So Wes, I, I need to test your knowledge here for a second. <laughs> Do you know how to tell if you're, who loves you more, your wife or your dog? <laughs>
1: uh, well, no, I don't. <laughs> I, maybe, but I don't know that I'll, I'll say the wrong answer.
0: <laughs> okay. So you put them both in the trunk of your car for an hour <laughs> and see which one likes you when you open it up. Right. Who's excited to see you? Who's excited to see you? <laughs> it's not your wife, the answer is. I would bet that Veruca would not enjoy that. <laughs> All right. Here's your next question. And I haven't prepped you for this, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry because I haven't prepped anybody on my podcast for this. You can't hit it out of the park every time. What one failure, if you want to call it a failure, what one misstep mishap what one failure has happened that has taught you the most and while you 're thinking about that i 'll just say you know in two thousand two thousand two thousand one ish I lost a ton of money um, It was right after nine eleven and some some investments went bad i had to I had to suck it up. You know, I had to just pull my, you know, pull my bootstraps up and and get going, and was able to pull out of it. So what what in your mind? And and I, and I learned a lot from that. I learned, you know, number one, I guess the one thing that I am I'm very proud of is is I was able to overcome. I was able to make it through, you know, not lose my house, not lose my truck. You know, I I made it. For me, that was a very good confidence builder. That hey. I can make it through the tough times. Sure. So, what in your life sticks out for you as a learning experience?
1: And, and it's really easy, unfortunately. And it, that company that we were together, um, where we knew each other, I I made a lot of money, and you know, I was driving a Bentley and you know, traveling the world, and 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 I, that was my first success on really anything, especially entrepreneurial. And when the economy crashed, I just kind of didn't pay attention to that because I really genuinely, not in an egotistical way, but I thought I was bulletproof. I thought nothing can happen to my organization, my business, the product volume that's happening. And I refused to pay attention to it as it just started to slowly go down and down and down. And ultimately, I did lose everything um, because I was unwilling. I mean, it's you just – I think that you become – it's a state of paralysis um, and denial that it's happening to the point where it got so bad that um, I lost, you know, my business. I, I, um, I my house was foreclosed on. Um, one of the hardest days of my life was when they came and, and uh, repossessed and towed my uh, tro- my car, my Audi out of my driveway. Um, and that was like weeks after um, they put the foreclosure notice on my home. And so, um, I lost all of that. And it was really, and it, like I said it, it, earlier, it took me a few years to get out of it. Um, and, and so I didn't have that. I wasn't s- smart enough to stop it, which a lot of people can do and, and start di- diversifying. And I, cause I never diversified. I never did anything different. And I never really put my nose down and tried to work hard to do something to help myself. And so I went into depression um, and I kind of disappeared for a few years. And you know, I waited tables here and there, or bartended, and you know, just to kind of make enough money to have a very small apartment. But I mean, right after that, me and the dogs lived out of the truck for a few days. I mean, it was it was it was it was rock bottom. I know that you say we all think we know rock bottom, and but there's always a more a further rock bottom, and I kept finding a further rock bottom, and that's a terrible feeling to have. Um, and ultimately, I finally got it together, and it took me a long time and to start with entrepreneurship again. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I respect anybody that works. So I had to, you know, I'd, I'd work for an events company and bartend here and there or, or cater or anything I could do to make some money while I started to figure out entrepreneurship again. And, and I'll tell you, I think the hardest part of all of that, and, and luckily for personal development, even though I was kind of done with that for a little while, but having some mentors still out there that weren't going to give me anything, but would, but would tell me, hey, you, my, because my biggest thought was, did I just get really lucky? And you really start to believe I got lucky. That wasn't anything And I was, that was complete luck because I started trying to build network marketing again and I wasn't successful immediately. And, you know, I, I started trying some different things and I wasn't successful immediately. And I did fortunately have some people that I had kept around in my life um, that would, Hey, no, no, you got to, you know, pull your boots back up and get to work. It's going to take a while, but you weren't lucky. You were charged for that it can happen again. And it took years to get back. Now I know I can, uh, I'm, let, let me say this the right way. I'm very grateful and fortunate and blessed. And and so I don't take that for granted. I don't know that, I, I'll never say never that it couldn't happen to me again, but I feel like I've learned so much from it that I have a lot of trap doors to make sure that doesn't happen again. But if it did, I know because of what I've created with different entrepreneurships. And I know I'm willing to work hard that I could get myself out of it. Um, And I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship that if you know that, yeah, it's going to be hard and that if I'm willing to work hard and learn from my failures, that's the biggest thing is learn from my failures and keep going that I can become successful again. And so that's kind of that, that hardship was very, very hard for everything in my life. It was depressing. It was terrible. um, But it also, makes me so grateful for where I am in life. Um, but I also, I always have a, every single day my, on my to-do list, there's right, what are three new entrepreneur ideas? Even if they're the worst ideas in the world, I, I always, <laughs> my brain going just in case. When people say they're unrecruitable in different companies, I don't say that about myself. I yeah. will tell you the truth that um, most likely, I, I will say, hey, you need to respect me if I say I'm really happy, but I'll listen to what you have. I'm just right. in case I'll listen to what you have. But when I say no, I'm busy or I'm, no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested, but I always, I think that maybe a, a, like a, a hidden protection for me to go, all right, always keep looking. Cause you never know <laughs> just as an all entrepreneur, right. my mind open, if that makes sense.
0: Well, and, and you know, that's what uh, monetize your mindset to me is about. It's, you know, you, you, you use the word lucky. Luck in, in, you know, my opinion, there's a quote out there. It's luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I look back on my life and I think things just came together for me. I didn't work, I didn't work hard for anything. And then I look at it closer and I say, no, it didn't. I wasn't lucky. I was prepared for when the opportunity came and was willing to take action. Absolutely. And so that's one of the things that, that I want people to understand with, with monetize your mindset. It's about awareness and about being prepared for those opportunities, both mentally and financially so that you can take advantage of those opportunities when they come about. And, and you were open to the opportunity when Randy Gage came in and, and proposed something to you and, mm-hmm. and you took advantage of it. You worked hard and and you made something, you know, so, this luck thing that people sometimes get in their head—that oh, he was just lucky. He was, right. she was just lucky. No, it's they were prepared for the opportunity when it happened. Absolutely,
1: and 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 really, like the monetize. I, and another reason I love your book now is I'm in a better space in life to where I know. So, no matter who you are as an entrepreneur. I mean, you will learn that even the highest they continue to learn, no matter what. They never think that they know it all. And that, that is the key, all right? You never think that you know it all. And you're always setting yourself up for reminders. So since I read your book, I, I now have it, like I keep it where I can see it, all right? Because of out of sight, out of mind for me. And that, everybody's different, but out of sight, out of mind. So I keep it where I can see it. And every month or so, if not six weeks at the latest, I'll skim it a little bit. Because it's always just, oh, that, you know what? That's a good principle that I'm not using. Um, oh, yeah, that, you know what? I didn't even think about that. You know, and, and one of the cool things is, so like I told you that i finally taking serious getting back into shape. I used to, growing up, I was in great shape. I was a great athlete. And then when it kind of started, when my down, downward spiral happened, I gained 50 pounds. And I've tried over and over all the different things and never taken it seriously. And I loved in your book how you monetized your, 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 your weight loss. And so I'm journaling and I have some certain products I've used and that kind of thing. And so I'm going to release that. And I was like, why not monetize this? Right. Right. And, you know, so that's been just another little thing. And guess what? It takes me 15 minutes every two days to journal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, why not do that? Will something happen out of it? Who knows? But yeah. why not? And, and so it's just kind of in reading and reading the book kind of gives me, oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about this. I love running. So what about those shoes and you know, what, how can I do that? Or, you know, so it's just neat, just a, a constant reminder. Um, and it keeps me sharp. So
0: awesome. Thanks for the, thanks for the plug. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know that I wouldn't also, I, I tell people when, when they hit me up for a business, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, but i am always honest. And some people will totally it from my life when I say no or is it silly? I'm not, that's not friendship. Well, I'll always be honest. I wouldn't plug your book if I didn't truly mean that. So I'm genuinely, I'm appreciative of your book. I love it. And I, I definitely share it with
0: others. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think that pretty much wraps us up unless you have something in closing that you would like to share.
1: No, I'm, um, I, I guess, you know, for those that are listening, I would imagine most are some either starting their entrepreneurial journey Um, in the middle of it, or we're never through. And so just keep your mind open. And and, and the hardest thing with being an entrepreneur is it is a roller coaster, no matter who you are, no matter what level you are, you're going to have those days where nothing works, no matter how hard you're working, (laughs) no matter how good you are. I mean, sometimes nothing is going to work. And just make sure you keep going, right? Don't quit. Um, You know, Learn and adjust. Don't don't do the same thing over and over and over again. Learn and adjust, but don't quit because it something will work for you if you're willing to put the time, the effort, and the passion in, and can, and, and willing to learn. So I guess uh, maybe a little hope for someone that's having a bad day. If this guy can make can become an entrepreneur, because I don't know about the whole entrepreneurs are born. I don't think I was born that. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to me or not, I've had to learn everything. None of this was natural to me. Um, the only thing I was good at is knew that I could work hard. And if you're willing to do that and keep learning.
0: <laughs> now, one of the times when you were on stage at the, at, when we first met, uh-huh. I think it was that you would, you were in your first suit ever mm-hmm. and you had shoes with holes in them or something like that. If, if, my, if my memory is Absolutely. correct. Yeah, and so if if Wes can do it, you can do it, and I and I live by
1: that. Some people have the and say. I'm like, I, if I can do this, then you can do this, and it's so true. I had holes in those shoes. I was petrified. I still do not like to publicly speak. I can't stand it. I get nauseous every single time. I got nauseous thinking about doing this podcast with you. And <laughs> literally, it's one of those things. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> I mean, some people are, I guess, naturals at certain things, but it just takes work. And I genuinely believe, and I really mean that, if I can do something successfully, I know anybody can.
0: Awesome. Well, Wesley, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your friendship. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Remember, monetize your mindset. Build financial security by monetizing what you already know so that you will always have the resources to deal with whatever happens when what happens happens. Follow us on Facebook and at BartMerrill.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.